I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's grabbed by Radulov at center ice. Deals it in. Ruda pokes it out to Victor Hedman. Cross a stamp goes down the right wing. Cross the blue line right circle. Stamp goes open. Shoot score! Stamp goes! <laughs> and it's 2 nothing Lightning! <laughs> Look at the players going crazy for Steven. That is unbelievable. <laughs> God, that, that I got goosebumps still thinking about it. I watched it live. And he's right. The reaction on the bench told you everything you needed to know about that moment. That is one of those moments, Steve Versnick, that... I think anybody who's a who has a pulse uh, and watches sports in, in Tampa Bay, if not if not the world, um, ha- has to remember for forever. I mean, it it just it was iconic, and to think that Steven Stamkos, after what has it been seven months, um, February twenty fifth really, was the last game he played in. Yeah, incredible that that he he finally, of course, he had that core injury and then re injured it. Um, unexpectedly, I mean, there wasn't a lot of, of, of warning that he was going to play. Um, he was on the ice and, and, and he did get in and he wound up, uh, as it turns out, only skating, uh, about two, two and a half, two minutes and 50 something yeah, seconds. I two think. minutes, 47 seconds, took five shifts. I believe yeah, the five, goal happened on his shifts. third shift, I think. Yeah. And, and it was, it was a goal scores goal. It was a classic Steven Stamkos, bad angle and all. Um, top shelf. I mean, and it was it was huge for them. It gave them a two to nothing lead. Uh, they jumped all over Dallas. The second period was even better. And unfortunately for him, he wasn't able to come back. But he stayed on the bench, and that meant everything to that team. This was, um, like I said, they've been playing hockey here for a moment for a while, and they're up two one on Dallas. They they may well win the Stanley Cup. If they do, or even perhaps if they don't, but if they do, this will be the signature moment um, of of this entire, you know, this entire journey because Stamkos has been with them the whole way. He just hasn't been on the ice, and for him to come on and do what he did, I, I mean, that's why we love sports, right? Because you can't script it, you can't believe it. Sometimes, if you were to just simply write it, no one would believe it. And I do. I, I have goosebumps when I think about it. It's amazing. Yeah, those are the moments of sports that they become iconic. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, and if the Lightning go on to win the Stanley Cup, and they're halfway there now, they've got two of the four wins they need in this series. If they go on to win the Cup, I mean, you know, look, the Lightning dominated Game Two for the most part. They dominated most of Game Three, but I, I think Stamkos on the bench and being part of it, even though he only played five shifts, I think th- there was a, even a bigger energy on for the team tonight. Um, yeah. To have their captain there, no doubt. Um, you know who, and, and if you if, to a man, they all talk about how positive he's been, how influential he's been in this bubble, how supportive he's been, and you know it's killing him not to be on the ice. I mean, he's the captain of a great team that's in the Stanley Cup final, and he's not on the he hasn't been on the ice the whole playoffs. It's got to be killing him, and he finally gets in the game in his third shift. A beautiful move to avoid, but it was Radulov he got by, and then yeah. you know. 
um, just buried that shot. I mean, that's that's a Steven Stamco shot right there. Oh, classic wrister, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing would have been better is it would have been a one-timer on the power play. But <laughs> Exactly. But, you know. This, just, no, I think this was better because no. nobody had to really set him up. I mean, Hedman did a great job of pushing it towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, but from that angle, not many goal scorers can do that. And, I mean, it was a laser. And, 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 it, and it just, you know, I think they were so happy to have him on the ice in, in the first place. What we don't see and what we, we don't know, uh, obviously there's a lot of affection for him as their captain and their teammate, but they've seen the work that he's put in to get back on the ice. And, and, mm-hmm. and they've known, obviously, what it means for him to be a part of uh, their success and a part of this Stanley Cup run and to be, and be able to play in the finals. I mean, that you know look, his career could be could well be a Hall of Fame career. All that is missing is, is, a, is a Stanley Cup really from it. And, um, you know, you want to contribute, you want to, you want to be there with your teammates. And he has been, as you mentioned, you know, spiritually and, and, and as a captain and doing things off the ice, but there's something about having him in uniform on the bench, on the ice. And then to do that at a critical moment in the first period to give them a two nothing lead and they go on to win, uh, you know, uh, five to one, it, 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 it just, you're right. In Tampa Bay sports, there are a few, we remember Marty St. Louis and, and the goal that he had in game mm-hmm. six in Edmonton, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's one of those iconic moments. We remember, um, you know, Evan Longoria. Yeah, well, game 162, right? absolutely. Game, game 162. Rondé uh, Barber, the interception Rondé in Barber Philly. in Philadelphia with the interception, maybe the biggest play or the biggest play ever made uh, in Tampa Bay history. Maybe even Derek Brooks you know, sealing the Super Bowl um, with, with the pick six. This is one of those things, and and it will be the you know even though he'll he and very likely will only play uh, those five shifts, that still will be um, the moment that you'll take from this this Stanley Cup pursuit if they if they do indeed win it, and the captain if they win it will be you know hopefully able to skate around uh, in some form, uh, with, with this over his head. And it's just, well, he did, skate, um, he did skate and he came, he came back to the bench in the second period. He did try, he did take a twirl or two on the ice. In he did some of the mm-hmm. breaks. Um, but obviously wasn't good enough to go. So I, I think there'll be no problem lifting the cup if they get that far, of course. Yeah. I, 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 sir, you know, I certainly hope that, uh, they're two games away now. You know, the other thing that was impressive about this game was the way they came out and physically almost intimidated the Dallas stars. To the point where they even got, you know, they were hitting everything that moved. They got a turnover that resulted in Kucherov's first goal, I think, as a result of it. Yeah, another game where the Lightning had over 50 hits. Uh, 54 hits officially credited for the game. So, right. Um, they were hitting, they were flying up and down the ice, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's from the opening shift. Yanni Gordon, Blake Coleman, and Barclay Goodrow. I mean, it was a shift where they lost the faceoff. It went back to their defensive zone. They got the puck and immediately were in the offensive zone and just, you know, were pressuring them. Um, it didn't result in a shot or anything, but it was just it, – it kind of set the tone. And they went from there, and they get the two goals in the first seven minutes. Kucherov gets the first goal unassisted. You know, it's a shame uh, Andre Palat can't get an assist on that goal. Cause, so Dallas has the puck. It goes out of the, the, the lightning zone, and Palat finishes his check on, was it, was it Gurionov, I think it was, or maybe it was Radulov, I don't remember which one. Um, turns the puck over, and it goes right to Nikita Kucherov in the center of the ice, and he's got a breakaway. And he just zipped it right past Hudobin. And, but Andre Palat never touched the puck, but without him pressuring the defenseman, that never gets, that never gets to Nikita Kucherov in the goal. So, you know, Palat was huge. I mean, that top line tonight. 
Kucherov with the goal, Palat with the goal, Point with the goal. Uh, Kucherov has, what, an assist, so does Palat. Palat should have had an assist on that one. And then Victor Hedman gets a goal and two assists as well. I mean, we always talk about in the playoffs your stars have to be stars. And, and that top line has been delivering time and time again in this playoffs. It's, you know, Kucherov is, what, up to 30 points this postseason, which continues to set records. Brayton points now past uh, Brad Richards for second most points in a postseason because he had a goal and assist tonight. So that's, what, 28 points for him now in this postseason. Andre Palat's up to 10 goals. Uh, Victor Hedman's up to 10 goals. It's the third most goals by a, a defenseman ever in, ever. in, in one postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their stars are, are are performing night in and night out in this playoffs, which is why the Lightning are now two games away from host, hoisting the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they, it's really been a remarkable thing. And, 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 you know, one day they'll be writing books and, and, and tons of them about the bubble and about all of that. All I know is that um, it has galvanized these some of these teams, um, and I think the Lightning are one of them. They've grown even closer through this experience. I thought John Cooper, you know, had some interesting things to say after the game, especially about Stamkos. And, you know, he just said, you know, you watch the kid and what he's done the last how many months, and for him to be able to do that, um, however Stammer was feeling at that moment, all the players expressed it on the bench. And that that was the thing that got me was um, it was incredible watching him pull it off, but then to see the reaction, and he says, you know, um, you just marvel at players, you know, like th- th- that's really you do. And to watch him come back and do what he did on the biggest stage, um, you have to marvel at it. And, and as Cooper said, it, it was pretty damn cool. And and that's, it really was um, unexpected. Um, again, I think there was a lot of excitement when, you know, before the game um, it got out that he was going to play. And then you see, um, you know, online and on social media, him, him warming up and, it, it was it was somewhat surreal. Uh, again, unfortunate that he couldn't finish the game, but um, and who knows if we'll see him again, right? But man, for for one night, uh, for one in, incredible shift, and and for one incredible goal, it it might just be the signature of all of it. I think they're a better team than the Dallas Stars. I don't think Dallas is done. I think they'll they still have a pulse. I think they're too good to. Uh, you know, to be swept out of here in uh, in five games, but um, that this is a, a pivotal game because now, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, you're starting to make it a, a pretty tall, steep climb for for Dallas to try to win a cup. Well, yeah, and, and look, I mean, for about six minutes in the first period, Dallas absolutely took it to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay had a power play that didn't do much, and right. Dallas gets the shorthanded goal off of it. Yeah, because as Phil would like to tell you, they messed around and with the puck behind their net too much, which they right. do, they tend to do. And Dallas forechecks, you know, really hard. When you go behind your net, they don't sit back and wait for you to come out. They go no. after you. Yeah, and you can't fool around there. And for about six or seven minutes in that first period, they were dominating Tampa Bay. After Tampa Bay had the two two zero lead, they get the shorthanded goal, and then they continued to press. And you know, Tampa gets through that period, and then from the second period. Might have been the most dominant period they've had in this playoffs. And we've said they've had quite a few dominant periods in this playoffs. But that second period was impressive. And they get, what, three goals in there? Um, and, and, you know, they're short of forward at that point because Stamkos isn't playing. But they, they get they get the three goals, and they just dominated Dallas. I mean, they had Dallas had nothing going that period whatsoever. And, and the, the four check for the Lightning was relentless. And, you know, 
you you like to see that in the third period. You know what? There were I think there was five shots total in the third period or something between the two mm-hmm. teams. I mean, it was ridiculously low. You know, the Lightning are getting leads and shutting it down, and that's what right. you like to see. The last two games they've done that, and you like to see that. That's what championship team. You know, and Cooper talked about in this post game. He goes, "Years past, we might have been. You know, okay, we're up. You know, four one five one, and we're looking for more goals. Not this team." Mm-hmm. You know, if, no, if you was, get an opportunity, you're going to shoot. But, you know, sure. it, it's about controlling the puck and controlling the game. And, and yeah. you know, we're okay winning 2-1 to one or 3-1 to one if we have to. We don't need to try to win 8-1 to one every night. That's, that's right. That's not the goal. You know, the goal is to, you know, win the game and move on. It, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's purely a numbers game. They've got 14 wins down. They need two more. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's been an amazing run. Here's what Steven Stamkos had to say. Uh, he just, you know, talked about how it was an amazing experience to share with my teammates uh, to get into the game and to have an impact, uh, which a month ago may never have been possible. Uh, I guess he knew he was in yesterday, uh, and he said he knew it would be tricky uh, to get into a game this time of year, but you want to do what you can to help the team win. Um, and he says, you know, I've watched these guys be so committed and and what their end goal is. And he called it a dream come true, even to be on the bench and and just watching um, as they all play, he said it was inspiring. And, um, you know, it, it, I think he inspired them. I, I, mm-hmm. I really do. Well, so, but think about this. I mean, so he's played, what, the 12 seasons in the NHL now? Mm-hmm. They got to the Maybe Cup. 19 they got years to the, old. Yeah, I mean. they got to the Cup six years ago. And you thought this young Tampa Bay team was going to be back a lot. It's taken them six years to get back there. They've made several Eastern Conference finals in between. But to get back to the Cup, and he's not playing. And so for him to get in this game, just to get in this game is a dream come true. I mean, yeah. your team's It'll in the work. cup, you're the captain, and mm-hmm. you're not playing. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. these are the opportunities you, you relish and want. I mean, this is why you play the game. This is why you've been skating and playing hockey since you were three years old. You know, I mean, that's th- this is what you dream of. And so I'm sure it was a dream come true. And then to have, you know, a goal on your third shift and a beautiful goal at that, um, you know, that it has meant so much. Absolutely. You know? And to see yeah. the way your teammates reacted, who, you know, you've mm-hmm. been supporting them for the last two months in the bubble. Right. And to see the way they react to your goal. I mean, that's, that is, that's uh, goosebumps is how you described it. And it's exactly yeah. right. It really was. The Lauren, the line of uh, Sorelli and Kalorn, Tyler Johnson was down for nine hits. I mean, they were, mm-hmm. they were bringing the wood, man. They were, uh, they were flying around. I know that know. line's getting a lot of criticism. And they're not on the score sheet very often. They're not. They're not putting up goals. But that that line has. I think Alex Kalorn's had a whale of a playoffs. Yeah. But it, he's not getting the, the the amount of goals that you hope he would get, and maybe has in years past in the playoffs. But you know, I think he's been relentless on the forecheck. I think on the on the penalty kill, he's been fantastic. Anthony Sorelli as well. Um, and I know Tyler Johnson's getting a bulk of the the criticism, but. I don't think he's playing as bad as everyone thinks he is. I think that line is doing their he's job. He's just not scoring. He's not know? scoring. I mean, yeah, that yeah. Line, but but they're also not getting scored upon that line. It's not no. like it's they're doing their job. Maybe they're mm-hmm. not they're not getting the goals, and, and the top line is taking care of that. You know, so they're eating up a lot of the other minutes. So the top line is out there when they when they're in a goal scoring position. So, you know, I, I you know, is Tyler having the best playoffs? No, not necessarily. But I don't think. You know, you you see people going, oh, just bench him or that. No, I mean, he's not playing bad. They're just not scoring a lot of goals. But they're not getting scored upon, so it's not like, you know, it, you're sitting there going, wow, this line's awful. I mean, it's not. You're just – because he's not scoring, he's getting criticized. Right. 
Well, I thought he was very good. And, and uh, you know, Victor Hedman with the three points. Uh, you know who's been playing great is Ryan McDonough. Mm-hmm. I think Ryan McDonough has been fantastic in this in this um, this tournament as well. So. He has. He's pretty steady. Occasionally he'll get into some bad habits in his own zone, getting a little careless with the puck at times. But when he's not doing that, he's been fantastic. Um, and, you know, the Lightning can, can tend to get that way a little bit. They try to do the puck possession in their own zone, and they'll get a little cute with it instead of trying to get it out. But overall in this playoffs, yes, Ryan McDonough has been very good. Uh, you know, um, I think Eric Chernak's been very good defensively. And, you know, he always just makes the simple play out of the zone, which, you know, he's, he's not flashy. Um, you know, so – but, look, the Lightning – I, I, you know, I think after three games, if you look at it, the Lightning have definitely been the better team in this series so far. I think they're they're deeper than Dallas. If Dallas's top line isn't scoring, they're going to have a hard time winning the series. And so far, they're not scoring in the series. Yeah, it's hard to win if you can't score. And again, Andre, Andre Vasilevsky has been terrific as well. Um, they're two games away. Two games away. The most Tampa thing ever is that. Mm-hmm. You're going to win the Stanley Cup, and no one's going to have been able to go to your game. They could be lifting it up by Saturday. I mean, there's a back-to-back this week. They're playing Friday back and Saturday. Back-to-back Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, yeah this game, thing could be over by the weekend. Yeah, four and five. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I don't know if the Lightning will sweep the back-to-back, and that's part of the reason I think Dallas pulled, pulled Hudobin tonight. Um, you know, I don't think any of the goals he gave up you could put on him. Uh, you know, I think they were world-class shots for the most part. But I think they looked at, okay, we've got a back-to-back coming up Thursday, Friday. Let's see if we can spark our team and just save a period of play for him so that he's more rested. You know, I would have done the same thing. You know, late in the third, we were talking about that. Um, You know, do they go ahead and pull him out? And they did at the end of the the second period. So I think it was the right move by Dallas. Um, Because, you know, earlier in this postseason when they had a back-to-back, they did not play Hudobin for both games but I think in the Stanley Cup final you're going to particularly when you're down in the series you know only the Tampa Bay Lightning during this season during this year where they would typically be going to training camp right about now the start of, uh, of uh, yeah they would be they would be probably in the second week of uh, preseason games at this preseason point. games yeah only the Tampa Bay Lightning in this year could upstage the Tampa Bay Rays winning the American League East <laughs> I mean on the same night Again, one of the more memorable nights in Tampa Bay history, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rays clinched the AL East. They beat the Mets 8-5. to five. Tyler Glass now goes six innings, gives up just two runs. It was dominant uh, again. Um, two home runs, I guess, by, uh, a, a, what was it? A, Riz- um, a Rosarina. A Rosarina, yeah. That kid can play. So the bats woke up a little bit. Yep. They've needed that. I was glad to see they won tonight because the Yankees also lost. So either one of those... Would have put, put them in, the, yeah. But I, I'm glad to see they, they they got the win so they could celebrate after a win, not a loss, and have Absolutely. backed in. I mean, not that they back, they didn't back in, but you'd right. like to be celebrating after a victory, which, you know, got to see them do that. And they were having a lot of fun uh, on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, you know, everyone was in a fest. They had, what, Silly String and the, the little confetti. The, yeah. they, were, they were smoking cigars out there in the dugout. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, they've earned it. I mean, this was a sprint. This was baseball is normally a marathon. This was a sixty-game sprint that they have been fantastic in, and they're you know le- still leading the American League. Right now, they're the number one seed. If you you know the playoff started today, yeah, it's, it is remarkable. And and when you, you recall that they did not get off to the best of starts uh, in the very beginning, um, and and the injuries. You know, everybody will talk about the Yankees, and rightfully so. They had plenty of injuries, but the Rays had as as much or or more. You know, especially to their pitching staff, and mm-hmm. pitching has been 
you know, sort of the lifeblood of this entire franchise. And they have managed to spackle this thing together. Uh, and, you know, it is only the third time they've won the American League East, which is always a screaming headline, not just here, but around baseball, because they're outspent three to one, you know, in, in this division for the most part by the Red Sox and by the Yankees. And sometimes four to one. <laughs> sometimes four to one. And for them to do this, um, under the hardest of circumstances, you know, there's no, there should not be any asterisk with this. I mean, uh, I, I'm certain that there won't be in hockey and mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be in the NFL, uh, or, or, or perhaps the NBA, but you know, I know people will talk about baseball and, and, you know, the, the seven inning double headers and the man on second base, you know, in, 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 you know, extra inning games and things like that, which did fundamentally change, sort of the way the game was played with the DH in both leagues and all of that. Um, but this seems, it, it, you know, in some ways this is more difficult. I mean, in some ways, mm-hmm. fewer games, less margin for error, um, had to be all in all the time, had to do the right things to each, for each other so that no one, um, you know, got this virus once they were cleared. And um, a lot of sacrifices have been made by them, by their families. Mm-hmm. So, I think, you know, it was, look, it's been a good ball club for two years. They've won, you know, 90 plus games, 90, 96 last year or so. Yeah, and this year's pace, they're 37 and 20 right now. That's, that's yeah. on pace for 105 wins. 105, right. I mean, they were having a better year. Uh, Best record in franchise history. I mean, as far yeah. as percentage of winning percentage. If you point. could keep that. Yeah. And so uh, it's not a fluke. It's not something that, um, you know, is a product of of this shortened season it, it's real and now we'll see you know they're going to have to go through some things i i would still be if i was any team i'd be leery and a little bit nervous of that first round when you have to win a series over anyone and win two out of three games you know i think any team in baseball can have a hot weekend um with good pitching and you know just win two out of three um uh, whether it's on the road or not so uh, you know that that's going to be that that those early rounds you're going to see some upsets I think, um, but we'll you know the Rays for the most part they have their their you know their big three um, starting pitchers seem to all be kind of kind of peaking at the right time and uh, you know the, the bullpen seems to have settled down a little bit they got some guys back so you know not to be upstage but you were upstage by the Tampa <laughs> Bay Lightning tonight and normally well. this would be a celebration like you know. As, as any celebration we've had around here for some time, you've been upstage. You've been upstage tonight, but your playoffs start next week for the Rays, and yeah, you know, I think Tuesday is when the playoffs will start. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's when it really begins, and and you're going to have the stage yeah. all to yourself. I mean, the Stanley Cup could it's go till Wednesday hopefully, night, Wednesday maybe by the weekend the or early next week. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday would be Game Seven if it gets that far. So, right, right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And then you'll just have the Bucks once baseball is over. And who knows where that thing's headed. <laughs> um, we had a chance to talk to Bruce Arians again, as we do uh, almost every day during the week. 
And I wrote I wrote a story about uh, Rob Gronkowski, which, as you know, um, you know, has not exactly looked like the Rob Gronkowski of old. He's just looked like an old Rob Gronkowski. Uh, and look, what he's attempting to do was going to be hard because very few NFL players put their keys on the table and pick them up again. I mean, it's just really hard to do. Uh, he was retired for a year. You know, physically he was broken down mentally. I think Tom Brady helped convince him to come back to play football. And it's only been two games, and he is also in a new offense. He is also uh, trying to, you know, keep his head from spinning. Um, but he just hasn't really produced. And, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that, you know, tight ends in this offense don't really get a ton of targets. I mean, Bruce said the other day, look, we don't throw 50 passes a game to our tight ends. We have receivers for that. Well, you know, it, it's hard to fathom that, you know, you brought Rob, you traded for his rights because Tom Brady wanted you to, gave up a fourth-round pick from the Patriots and paying him nine, $9.5 million so that he cannot get the ball, right? And and, and basically, um, he's he's gone out. I think he's run 33 routes. He's had, uh, you know, four targets and two catches for like 11 yards. And, and that, and, and, you know, the first week, Bruce Arians criticized the tight ends for their lack of blocking on the edges. He thought that was a big part of their game plan. They didn't get it done. And then, and then this week, you know, he says, well, um, you know, Tom has the ball. If he's open, he'll throw it to him. But he also said uh, on Wednesday that, look, I don't, I don't think he's going to beat anybody down the field for 40 yards anymore. And that was kind of like, Oh, okay. So, so he's not blocking. And he's not running fast enough to beat people down the field. So exactly, tell me, remind me again why you traded for him. Um, but I, I still think that if they get in the red zone, you know, and they've done well in the red zone, but there's going to be, if there's more opportunities, I still think Gronkowski's going to be a factor. What's surprising is how much he's played. He's played 75% or more, I think, of the offensive snaps. The uh, You know, the next tight end, O.J. Howard, is somewhere around 56 57%. So, and then Cameron Brait has played, I think, all of like seven plays, not seven, you know, seven catch, seven snaps, offensive snaps in two games. He's he, And he's being paid $4 million. So you had this big tight end room that all you did was crow about in the offseason. And again, as I mentioned to, to Bruce, I said, I, I don't think you, you traded for him and paid him this money to come in here just to block, you know. Um, but as Bruce said, we don't force the ball to anybody. And, and so we'll find out going forward, but yeah, it's, it's been for as much as we talk about Tom Brady and, and, you know, him struggling a little bit the for week one against new Orleans and, um, you know, maybe not having a great second half uh, the other day against Carolina. There are other guys that haven't exactly lit it up and, and the, and it includes or starts with Rob Gronkowski. Well, he's just saving himself for the playoffs. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe he's going to be that Stamkos guy that comes off the bench yeah. <laughs> and he'll have his moment, right? It'll be like old times again, um, maybe against New England in the Super Bowl. Who knows? Check it out in the Tampa Bay uh, Times on TampaBay.com. It was uh, kind of interesting. It went back and, and sort of look. I mean, really, if you look at Bruce's offenses through the years, he's not kidding. His receivers are the, are the show um, in his offense. They always have been, whether it's Larry Fitzgerald or Anquan Bolden or whoever. Um, when he was a coordinator with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the guy that probably had the most catches was Heath Miller. And Heath Miller one year, I think, had 70 catches. And, you know, last year, if you combine uh, O.J. Howard and Cam Brake, they had 70 catches. 
So that seems to be about, you know, the standard of, of the tight end position, whether it's one or two guys. And um, so it's it's never really been, you know, a, a target-rich position uh, for this offense, for whatever reason. Uh, although I find it curious because we live in a time, it's the golden ages of, of tight ends, right? When you talk about guys like Kittle with San Francisco and uh, Kelsey in Kansas City and you know, Zach Ertz with Philadelphia. You know, there's so many of these matchup sort of problems. Uh, big guys who can't can't be covered by safeties or because they're too big and mm-hmm. too fast for linebackers. So you would think that you'd take advantage of that however you can. Um, and I know Dan Arvlosky, who's on ESPN, has, has been critical of Bruce for, you know, for not just saying, hey, I, you know, I've got matchup issues with the defense. I'm, I'm going to find a way to get these guys involved. But, you know, I think Tom Brady's still trying to figure out where the ball's supposed to go. And, and at the end of the day, he has it. And if Rob is fast enough to get separation and wins uh, and there's man coverage, I think you'll see him get the, the ball will go his way. It hasn't so far. Uh, and, you know, they got a big game, obviously, in Denver. But we're only in week three, not week 13. And, you know, for the last part of his career, really the struggle for Rob Gronkowski hasn't been production. It's about staying healthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the longer, the more games he can play, if he's able to play 16, 15, or 16, he may have numbers. Um, but as of yet, it, it just hasn't happened. And then finally, uh, disappointing, but, uh, you know, this is happening all around college football, and now it's happened here. USF's game with uh, Florida Atlantic has been canceled. Postpone is the official word, I think. Postpone, okay. I don't canceled, think there's a right. date for them to make it up. We're not in the cancel culture yet, but okay, postpone. Um, and due to COVID, and and really this this sort of goes uh, back to Notre Dame and mm-hmm. the amount of COVID cases they had up there after USF had played them. Yeah, so Notre Dame, they played Notre Dame Saturday, obviously. Notre Dame on, uh, I believe it was Sunday or maybe it was Monday, announced that they had uh, multiple cases of COVID on in their team and, and that. So they were, you know, quarantining those people, and I believe they shut down football operations or paused them, I think is what most teams are using as the term. Uh, so USF tested everyone Monday. Everything was negative. They were going through another round of tests on Wednesday morning, and at that point decided to pause football activities pending results and, and, and that. So just trying to do their due diligence and be safe because we know also know the incubation period of this is – not instant. I mean, you know, if you come in contact and get it, you're not... 14 days, 10, It, it can be up days. to that. I mean, it can start as early as four days, but it can take longer. Right. Uh, they were also doing some contact tracing through video to see who may have come in contact with those that had or that have COVID now and that. So, uh, and then, so Wednesday afternoon, then they came out that the game at FAU this Saturday is postponed. Um, mm. Now, for FAU, it's tough because they've had a bout of COVID in their team and missed some games. So I think they have seven games on their schedule this year right now. Wow. Uh, because they have already missed some games, and now this game is being canceled. Um, and and it's, it's out of abundance of caution. Um, I, I don't know if any USF players have tested positive or anyone in the, the traveling party, but uh, at this point they're, you know, they're taking precautions of that. Um, so you know, the Saturday game against FAU, it's not a conference game, so I don't think it's a huge you know, impact on the bowl season per se, but you, know, you don't like to see it, and you hope that you know it's not going to be any problems throughout the team health wise. More, more, most importantly, yeah, it's disappointing. Um, but this is the this is the way what they're trying to do here is not easy. And the SEC starts this weekend. Um, we're gonna have a chance to talk to Matt Baker about college football. It's fun to talk to Matt about that. Uh, of course, the Big Ten and the Pac twelve expected to come back 
uh, on or around, uh, you know, the end of October, beginning of November. And, you know, if you get a couple of those games canceled, you're going to go from like maybe playing eight to like six, you know. Um, but, uh, but at least we, we have an attempt to play and, um, you know, we'll just, just have to see how it goes. You just hope everybody stays healthy and you don't have, you know, any, um, serious illnesses and things like this, but, um, tough break for USF. Cause I know those guys you know, put a lot in preparations and it would be hard, you know, as an athlete, I mean, I used mm-hmm. to, I'm telling you, I hated rainouts. Like I was the guy, um, you know, who would sit there and go, it's not that wet. We could play, you know, like, um, whether, whether, you know, it looks like a scene from Bull Durham when they're sloshing, diving into the, you know, into the wet, uh, wet dirt and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's difficult because you, cause you only have so many of these, right, in well, a season. I, I think USF would like to get the taste of that 52 nothing loss to Notre Dame. Yeah, they would, their as quickly too. as I possible, mean, yeah. You know, I think they'd like to go out and play this week and, and you know. Yeah. You know, and look, Notre Dame's a really good team. You weren't expecting to go up there and win, but, you know, when you, you, see, when you see the scoreboard's 52 nothing, you want to get out and play again, you know. I mean, that's yeah. what we always say in baseball is, you know, you get beat 10 to nothing one night, and, well, you get to go out tomorrow and, and you know, do something different and – um, you know, that's part of the beauty. And, and now USF's going to have to wait at least another week till till they get back on the field. And no Willie Taggart and Jim Leveth, two USF coaches on that staff that uh, mm-hmm. would have been coming back here, which would have been – No, the game was in Boca, so it was not going to oh, be Oh, it was here. in Boca? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was going to be in Boca this Saturday. Well, well uh, hopefully they, they don't have any cases and they stay healthy over there. That's that's the main thing for sure, but um, but disappointing nonetheless. So we'll have uh, we'll have Matt Baker – uh, on the program uh, tomorrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and then uh, we'll get you ready uh, for what will be uh, game four, which will be on, let's see. Friday night. Friday night. Friday night, yep. And game five Saturday. Game five Saturday. So this thing yep. could be wrapped up if, if they yep. can take control of the series with another win. Yep. The Rays are going to try to clinch first place this weekend. They're off today, but they're, they have the Phillies in town for over the weekend and try to clinch first top seed in the AL. Now, do we know who the, who they would play if they are the top seed in the AL? Right now, it's yet? the Blue Jays. Okay, uh, they're. Uh, I'm going to double check the standings, but they're, they haven't clinched the eight seed yet. Right. Um, the Angels are. Now they're quite a ways back. They're three or four games back with what five to play or something. Yeah. So the Angels are almost eliminated, and the Mariners are almost eliminated. So it's almost. Definitely going to be the Blue Jays, as the Blue Jays are three games behind the Indians for the first wild card. So it's most likely would be the Blue Jays. Let me tell you, the Blue Jays are very comfortable playing in Tropicana Field, man. <laughs> they got a they got a bunch of guys that just that just rake when they come yep. in here, uh, including one. But I don't know uh, if I'd want to play face the Indians pitching staff. And no, that's true. You know, that's the, true. the Twins have now passed the White Sox in that division. I think by a half yeah. game. As far as so the Twins are now the three seed. The White Sox would get the Yankees right now to the first seed. I tell you what, White Sox are a tough out. They they're are. a really good team. That They've would be that top. would be a great first round matchup. The White Sox and yeah, Yankees. Yeah, would. Yeah, it and would. the winner of that would then go on to face the Rays, Blue Jays, if the playoffs started today. So, right, right. Well, it won't be easy no matter what who they draw, but um, no. but you know, quite an accomplishment. Another banner that they can hang in Tropicana that you hope that uh, one day people will be able to go and actually see. <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, that'll be, that'll be a good moment for them, but big moment for the, uh, the Tampa Bay lightning. That was a great call by Dave Michigan. And, um, you know, I'm sure we're going to hear that one <laughs> for the next 25 years. Oh, and Espo's reaction is what it, it oh, just adds priceless. to that call. It just makes it, it really does. It makes it perfect. 
It really does. And uh, talk about a guy with perspective, right, and big moments. He's had a few in his career. So um, for him to be moved by that, it tells you what it meant. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening to us. We're here every Monday through Friday. Uh, I'll be back at One Buck Place. We'll have a chance to talk to Tom Brady today, uh, later this afternoon. Yeah, TB12 himself. Um, hopefully he's you know, feeling good about the victory. I saw his little post on Instagram. He's a little more upbeat. Happy that he's upbeat about it. Um, finally got their first win. Going to go to Denver now. Very beaten up Broncos team. We'll have a chance to talk as well with Byron Lefwich and Todd Bowles. They're two coordinators. So lots on tap here for you. Check us out. Um, again, we're here every Monday through Friday. For Steve Bursting, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.